0: Here, along with science advisor Matt Moniz, here to talk with you about the paranormal. And you can talk about the paranormal with us as well. Phone lines will be open throughout the program 508 996 0500. If you would like to chime in with anything paranormal, maybe you've had an experience, uh, maybe you have had something going on in your home or in your business. Uh, maybe you have always wondered about something. You can call in and discuss all of that with us tonight. We're going to have a bit of an open format here. Um, but I'm going to start off talking about one of our favorite things to talk about on Spooky South Coast. Food. Food. Uh, and I did, I also started Midnight Society last night with us. So anybody that heard this, you're going to hear it again, but it's, it's worth it. So Moniz, I went to a restaurant I've never been to last night. Now, I never go out to dinner before the show. I never, you know, if I, if I do get something to eat, it's usually like takeout and I bring it home and I, I eat it real fast and then take a nap before the show and all that stuff. But last night I said, you know what? I've been wanting to try Alianza because I've heard so many good things. You know, that we, we talk about them here on the station. They Mm -hmm. run commercials. I hear about all the great food that they have. I hear Phil every morning talking about all the great food they have. And recently Michael Rock over at Fun 107 published an article that Susie from Alianza, she's the owner, she actually goes out to competing restaurants and tries the competing restaurants and then writes glowing reviews about them on her own social media. She just wants to support everybody in the restaurant community. And so apparently is a pan of good food. And people have been responding. They've been going to, because it is such a great, nice gesture. People have been going to Alianza. So I said, well, I'm going to go there too. I want to go check it out. And so I went over there. I waited for a Friday because I heard that they have octopus on Friday and I love octopus. So I said, well, I'm going to go on a Friday. So I went over there and I had, I started off with some kale soup. I had the grilled octopus dinner. Fantastic. Do you like octopus? Not particularly. Okay, well, I won't. Uh, I won't bore you with all the details then of, of uh, you know the way that it was prepared, but it was just so good. Uh, what one of and it had a great like buttery sauce, and they're known for their sauces over there. So it was it was very very good, very rich. Um, and then for dessert, I, I had some flan because if you tell me that you have flan, I'm going <laughs> to yeah. get it. Like, do you have room for dessert? Oh, no, no. Uh, why? What do you have? Oh, well, we have flan. Yeah, I'll take two. <laughs> like, no, but I did have some flan. Um, and, and I had a, a can of Pepsi. All of that. Take a guess of what my bill came to.
1: Probably around 40 bucks.
0: $28. What? I know. What a value. So uh, I was uh, very happy with my dinner, and then on the way home I said, "Well, you know, it's Friday night. Sometimes during the Friday night show, I will have uh, I'll have a drink. You know, kind of wind down. Definitely after the show, I might have a drink." So I stopped and I got some, um, at the recommendation of my friend Christina, who's from Finland. I got long drink. Have you ever heard of this? I I, I have heard of it. I have no idea what it is. So it's it's like it tastes like Sprite. Okay. Or it's like the, we'll, we'll say it's like the, the the formula of Sprite almost, but it is. Um,
1: it's citrusy based. Then? So
0: it's grapefruit juice, juniper berry. Okay. And gin. Well,
1: gin can't be made from juniper, so.
0: I, they probably just add extra juniper then because they pointed it out on the, on the label. It was very good. Uh, very ginny, but very good. And I haven't had gin in forever. <laughs> like, I think, yeah. I think like the last time I had gin, we were probably, you know, hanging out somewhere doing something or other. Yeah. Um, but for a while, that, I, was, I what I drank. that was
1: one of the ingredients in the backyard podcast.
0: <laughs> it could very well have been. Cause I, I have bottles of gin in my house from when yeah. I was drinking gin. And then somebody said to me one time, Oh, you drink gin that tastes like pine needles. And I was like, ah, oh, damn it does. And then it kind of like ruined it for me for a little while. But, um, I, I did enjoy Hence this drink. The juniper berry. I I was pretty satisfied with uh, my purchase of long drink last night. I do want to go and try the cranberry one because they have a cranberry one. So that sounds like it's also very good, very refreshing. So, um, but anyway, well, I just wanted
1: to welcome to Spooky Snack Coast.
0: I just wanted to tell you about that. Um, and I didn't tell you about it before the show. So I figured I'll just tell you on the air because okay. why funny. not? We talk about food on this show. People are used to us talking about food. And also, uh, one of the other things that I noticed when I was down there was just how, you know, because it's it's off Cove Street. Cove Street? Yes, Cove Street. The one right off Route 18.
1: Yes, Cove Street. Cove, Road is, Cove, Road, Cove, Cove. Road is the other way. Yeah.
0: Uh, but they, uh, you know, in that area, it was so cool to see everybody like kind of out and about Mm -hmm. and walking around and they have a nice little, and then I drove down toward Fort Tabor and saw everybody hanging out at Cisco, uh, which is the new place. I'm, I'm, I'm going to try that at some point too. Um, it just seems like, you know, things are out, things are vibrant, things are happening. I know with the Delta variant, you know, that we're keeping an eye on things, but it's given me a, a pretty good feeling that we should be okay to have a pretty good spooky season this year. Yeah, that things will be happening.
1: I have confidence in it. I mean, our medical professionals are very good and they learned how to handle things now. Um, vaccines are out, you know, whether you get them or not, that's your personal choice. I'm not gonna tell people how they should take care of themselves. That's your own responsibility. Uh, But, yeah, and the variant is not as severe as the parent it came from, despite the, you know, fear porn being put out there. Remember, I help develop vaccines for a living, so I kind of have an idea.
0: But also there's people that don't understand what vaccines are, how they work, and they're... Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. I I did my own research. Okay, you know who else did the research? The medical professionals, the scientists the people who developed the vaccines and i'm going to just say that their research is probably better than yours but i mean so you work in a lab where they worked on the vaccines so i'm going to assume well
1: we're working on our own a
0: lot of them uh, are uh,
1: generating things from an animal base we're currently working on a patent and that's taking it from a, we'll call it a um, non animal based more from an alien based. well so plant based
0: but, you, yeah so and doing that and doing that work, I'm going to assume that you all just are sitting around watching YouTube videos all day, right? Uh,
1: um, like,
0: like that's actually, where you're getting all... But don't
1: laugh. A lot of us actually are, but it's for other things. But anyway.
0: But that's where you're getting all the information from, right? Not from actual research or uh, oh, yeah. education or any of that. It's from right. videos that you're watching. Just like, you know, right. all, all the other we people. we also
1: realize that, you know to be honest the media has taken things a bit far and there are people, there are people that are that are playing games yes this stuff should be respected and you know common sense should apply but don't live in fear but also don't live in idiocy either right and idiocy can be fear too
0: well idiot Now, I- listen
1: yeah Trust me, and let's move on to paranormal.
0: What part of case. what what part of the fear is hurting you? If somebody's afraid of it, how does it affect you?
1: Oh, how about just blind panic? And you know, how we we learned this with the hoarding that people did. Well, you that, know, okay, that's
0: fear. But hoarding, hoarding is just some sort. I, I, listen, I want to I want to kind of just lay this out there now. This myth that people have that you know. Stores only have three days worth of supply, and if you don't get it, you're never gonna get it again. Like, okay, that works if there's one store right in one town. We don't have, we don't live that way anymore. We, you, I can walk into 7-Eleven and get toilet fragile, paper. Very fragile,
1: very very fragile. Um, we we'll call it logistics system. That can be easily um interrupted. And we did could, find that out.
0: Could it be better? Sure. But yeah. is it is it does it mean you have to buy six months worth of toilet no. paper? No. And that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You know. Although I will say one of the things that I've noticed, maybe maybe you've noticed this too, but the I, I don't know if there's anything to this anything related to what's gone on the last few years, but expi- I mean the last year, but expiration dates on stuff seem to be far sooner than I remember them being pre-pandemic. Like, I, if I go and buy sour cream, like, I used to know, like, okay, sour well, cream, it's prob- I could probably get a month out of it because I don't, you know, I don't yeah, use it that fast. There were
1: perishables and then the non-perishables, yeah.
0: But the perishables seem to be running. Although, I went and I bought some orange juice the other day. I, I just happened to be in the store. Again, this is food, not paranormal. But I happened <laughs> to be in the store, and they had orange juice. And you know how I like my orange juice. Yes, I like it with the, the most amount of pulp possible. If you were just shoving oranges into a into a bottle and call it orange juice, that'd be fine by me. Yet I won't just buy the oranges.
1: Yeah, I, I, I was like, why not just eat the orange? I
0: know, but, but anyway. so they had like three bottles of orange juice on clearance, a dollar twenty four. Wow! And I was like, well, I can't pass up a dollar. You know, like the yeah, one point yeah, six what quart, yeah. whatever. I was like, I can't pass up a dollar twenty four. But the expiration date must be close for it to be that price. And it turns out, no, it's because the the plastic caps on the top must have cracked because it had no plastic cap. And I was like, well, I got one of those in the fridge. I can just take the cap off and put it on the next one and then put it on the next one. So that that works fine. You know, as long as you don't yeah. pull that little plastic part off. And uh, and I, I bought all three of them. And I was like, well, you know, when is the expiration date on these? And I looked and it was like October. And I was like, mm, what's... Good. I don't think I'd push the orange juice that far uh, to wait until October. I'm hoping to have it finished by maybe the end of August, hmm. but uh, uh, October uh, seems like a like a rut. Like if I could. Ca- well, I can come over and help you cut it with some vodka. I, I may, might have been doing that a little bit too already. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I, lo- I mean, I love orange juice, and I will. I, I would just drink it all day long, and only drink orange juice if I could, but I can't because you know you'll just get indigestion from yeah. it
1: heartburn bad and yeah
0: but um but it's it's to me it's one of the most refreshing drinks i mean uh, for me orange juice lemonade iced tea you know lemonade iced tea mixed together arnold palmers yeah like those are the ultimate and then every once in a while i i will want like a fruit punch or something
1: i'm i'm mainly a grape juice kind of guy grape
0: or as i always said grape
1: grape juice yeah do you like the white grape juice or the purple grape juice I I'll actually drink, either, but regular grape juice, you know.
0: I mean, when I was a kid, you know, we would always have like the purple grape juice, whatever, yeah. and and I liked it, and I never understood why other people didn't like it. You know, people were like, "Oh, grape juice," uh, or they'd be like, um, "Grape soda," oh, like all that stuff, or the grape freeze pop like nobody ever wanted the grape freeze pop like i always liked that grape flavor but then when i discovered white grape juice i was like this is a whole this is like elegance yeah you know like purple grape juice that's for the common folk around here we drink white grape juice with our pinkies out
1: i was more of a cran grape i still drink more cran grape than anything else maybe it's a whole you know keep cod thing
0: I do like I do like some good cranberry juice now and then and I, I hated it for the longest time. I think as I get older and more tart, I <laughs> like things that are tart. <laughs> so I will I will always drink that. And uh the one I just I won't do grapefruit for the most part. Like I like those long drinks, Grape- but I, I'm yeah, not a big grapefruit right. person. And uh the one thing I just will never eat. And I know someday I'm gonna be forced to do it. Someday I'm gonna have no teeth and be living in the nursing home, and the only thing that they're gonna be able to feed me is the one thing that I hate and I will not eat, cottage
1: cheese. Yeah. I'm not a fan of it either.
0: Can't do it. But anyway, so that's uh, that's the spooky snack coast portion <laughs> of the show tonight, although I can't guarantee food
1: will not come up again. Yeah. Glennie
0: says gin tastes like Christmas. Ooh. Not wrong, not wrong. Uh, so, But, you know, getting into some, some paranormal topics, uh, one of the things that I was looking into this week And, you know, here it is, you know, the summertime, uh, it's not like you're getting inundated with a lot of paranormal stuff, but we had the new trailer drop this week for Ghostbusters Afterlife. Did you get a chance to see it? I heard about it. I have not,
1: I've been busy as a one arm paper hanger the past couple of weeks.
0: Well, the trailer dropped, uh, I think it was on Tuesday and it's, it certainly looks great. It looks fantastic of uh, it looks like it's going to have a lot of, you know, direct correlation to the original two films. It has, you know, some of that next generation attitude, you know, like kind of like, oh, okay. We've got to like kind of reboot the story a little bit. And I'm not saying that the movie is a reboot, but you've kind of, you know, you've got to introduce people to what it's all about. That might not have ever seen the first two films, which I don't know why they do that with sequels, but they do. Um, because they know they're going to get people into this movie because of who's in it and, uh, you know, who, maybe... Who is in it? So the story is that it is a single mom and her two kids. They, they're they broke and they move into the grandfather's old farmhouse in Oklahoma. Okay. And although they haven't said, it appears that the grandfather was Egon. Oh. And so when they're out in the barn, they pull back the, you know, the, find the, a the proton pack. No, they find the Ecto-1 oh. and then they find all the other stuff and all that kind of stuff. And then as uh, all this is going on, Paul Rudd plays a teacher and he's saying that there's like the seismic activity that's going on in the town that it's never had. It's not on any kind of fault line, uh, but all of a sudden they're having all this seismic activity. So basically, you know, yeah. the ghosts are yeah. busting loose again. And, uh and so these kids kind of take up the mantle uh and and but there's a lot of little things in the trailer that you could say like so uh, it's not a spoiler because it's in the trailer uh and they had a whole clip that went out online but like there's at one point Paul Rudd is walking through Walmart and he gets to the marshmallow section and there's all these stay. little there's these mini stay puffed marshmallow men like all doing different things um and then in the trailer like as he's running out of walmart one of the terror dogs is coming after him there's one part where the kids are in like some lab or something and there's a vat and it looks like gozer's hand coming up out of the vat so there's a lot of like that kind of stuff and it looks like it'll also have a lot of new story elements too um but in in kind in in seeing it come out and there was a lot of there was a lot of love for the trailer, you know, obviously. Um, anybody that is fans of the originals, for the most part, seem to be nostalgic for this and and, and think that it's going to be a good idea. Uh, Ivan Reitman's son, Jason Reitman, wrote it and directed it. Uh, Dan Aykroyd gave it a huge thumbs up, uh, you know, and a stamp of approval. Of course, he did the same thing for the 2016 film. Uh, the, the original cast members, all the living original cast members, still are, are, are making cameos in it. They haven't said if Rick Moranis is in it because he had retired from acting after his wife died. Yeah. But he's also coming back now in a in a new Honey I Shrunk the Kids film. So he's also been appearing in commercials. I think that was that, him
1: getting his feet wet. That again. was a
0: that was a that was, so that was a that commercial was so Ryan Reynolds owns Mint Mobile. Yeah. He's one that. of the owners in it. And so he coaxed Rick Moranis to be in the commercial for that. Um, and so, I mean, I tweeted out about like, thank you, Ryan Reynolds. And Ryan Reynolds liked my tweet. So it was pretty cool. <laughs> like Deadpool liked my tweet. But, um, the, uh, the, the, you know, he, I think it was kind of like, let's just get back into things slowly. So he might have made a cameo in Ghostbusters and they're just not saying so yet. Uh, but it's entirely plausible. What but- about Sir She's in it. A- Okay. Um, Annie Potts is in the trailer. So it, she's the only one you see. They do show um, at the at the very end of the trailer. Again, not a spoiler because it's in the trailer. If you haven't seen it yet, that's your fault, not mine. At the end of the trailer, it's Ray's occult books and the phone rings and he answers the phone. They don't show him. They just show his arm yeah. and, and, uh, and he's like, yeah, we're closed and hangs up the phone. So- they, they are involved in the film. They will be in the film. I think it's going to be substantial, but not f- like full starring roles. Um, as opposed to the 2016 version where they, they made appearances, but not because it existed in a different universe, they weren't their characters from the from the other films. So Bill and Ernie? Oh. Yep. Okay. They'll both be in it. I'm sure Bill will be around here at some point. Uh, it's summertime and on the South Coast, so... Expect some Bill Murray sightings. Did you know that? Did you know that he's always yeah, I around? Heard
1: here? He keeps hanging
0: around here. I don't know why. So he loves Patty's pierogies in Fall River. Uh he, he the last time he was here, last summer he went to Toho and got some Mexican food. Or yeah, Me and Toho. And took photos with some people there. Uh he also was so I first kind of knew this connection. When a few years ago, well, actually quite a while ago, probably like 2015 or so, 2014, he was on Late Night with David Letterman. And I'm watching him on Letterman, because he's always great when he was on late mm-hmm. night shows. And and he's talking about, uh, you know, like, Letterman saying, like, hey, what have you been doing? He's like, well, you know, I just got my Jeep painted. Shout out to the guys at the Mako in New Bedford. Mm-hmm. I was like, what? So I started doing a little research, and yeah, yeah he... I called the the Mako shop and they're like, yeah, we, we, he has a old seventies Jeep Wagoneer and every once in a while he sends it over to have it be repainted. Cause it's, you know, he has it on the vineyard, so it's always going to get salty, salty yeah. air. And so he has a, a new paint job put on it every couple of years and he had never driven it over there before. It was always his assistant, but they talked to him on the phone before, you know, very cool stuff. So, uh, yeah. So he does pop in around town because When he takes the sea streak over, you know, this is where he does the mainland stuff that he has to do. So I think that that's that's super cool that we can have him around. Well, I know a lot of the
1: people from the old Saturday Night Live gang all hung out in the vineyard in Nantucket. Yep,
0: Ackroyd still has a house on the vineyard. Um, And what's funny is, so you know that Belushi's buried on the vineyard. Yeah. But you know it was...
1: I got to see his original grave before they moved it.
0: They the, the, So, the original... Where, where they have the headstone is where he was. This, right. And people go and they leave, like, little trinkets there and everything. But because people were digging him up, they, they had to move, move him, him to a secret spot in the back of the cemetery. Like, how sick do you have to be? Like, what do you think you're going to find if you dig up John Belushi's yeah. coffin?
1: You're going to find, uh, you know, a corpse. That's what you're going
0: to find. Right, like... It's it's probably not worth digging yeah, him up. No, let the guy be. But um, so, in in looking at this, I started to realize, you know, as I'm 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 watching the comments that are coming through, and I don't want to get into the whole debate about the 2016 Ghostbusters. A lot of people still get mad if you say that you didn't like the movie.
1: I haven't seen it.
0: Uh, it's don't bother. Okay. And so,
1: what else? And I'm sure
0: people are going to come after me now and say that I'm, you know, being sexist because it was all women starring in that film. That's not the case at all. Uh, I was perfectly fine with the casting choices that they made. I was like, oh, this this might be pretty good because they're all pretty funny and they were all coming off bridesmaids for the most part. Um, you know Leslie Jones wasn't in that But they were all coming out of Bridesmaids And I was like, this will probably be good I don't think Kate McKinnon was either But I was like, this will probably be funny And it, it, I could see how they could tie it into Ghostbusters Well, when the actual film came out It wasn't tied into Ghostbusters at all It was existing in a completely different universe And on top of that, it just wasn't a funny film And I don't know why it, I mean, the most laughs I got out of it, and here it comes, I'm going to be sexist here by saying this. The funniest part of the movie to me was Chris Hemsworth as their assistant. You know, they they, they brought him in to be the assistant that was, like, running the office because he was, like, eye candy but super dumb. Mm-hmm. But I found him to be kind of funny. But the rest of the movie just wasn't funny. And I don't know if it... So it has nothing to do with them being women because they're all funny to me in other things that they do. Not Melissa McCarthy. I just, I don't find her funny. I think she's just too ridiculous in some of the stuff that she does. So, but she is, she's a good actress in other things that I've seen her in. But when they try to have her do like the slapstick stuff, I just don't find it as funny as, as other people do. Um, but... The movie just lacked a soul. And and I've come to realize what I think it was as to why it lacked that soul. It wasn't made by people that know anything about the paranormal. Whereas when they were making Ghostbusters, Dan Aykroyd, Aykroyd had, was, yeah. he had yeah. the history to draw upon and the knowledge to draw upon. And they made it have kind of its own mythos to it. And it built a world that was ripe for somebody else to come in and play in. And they just decided to ignore that world. So I'm waiting to see like, how is this movie going to connect to, you know, Evor Shandor and, and goes to the Gozerian and all that kind of stuff. And and it doesn't. And I was like, well, this is just not good. Uh, so I think that that is the way that I had looked at that film. So take that out of the equation because it's, it's always going to be controversial to people one way or the other. But I don't know if I know anybody in the paranormal world. I was talking about this with a friend uh, just before the show. I don't know if I know anybody in the paranormal world that isn't a fan of the Ghostbusters movies. The yeah. first two. Yeah.
1: Not, not going to argue.
0: I mean, is it an accurate representation of the paranormal world? Not at all. But what about Ghostbusters 3? Well, there, there isn't one. Yeah, I know. But.
1: That was my point.
0: There was a script for Ghostbusters 3. True. And it was originally going to be like Ghostbusters Go to Hell. They had to kind of scale that back a little bit, but a lot of the elements that were in the script for Ghostbusters 3 were turned into the Ghostbusters video game. And I don't know if you ever played that game, but it was a fantastic game. Like the story, I mean, the gameplay itself You know, I was getting frustrated because I just wasn't that good at it. But the storyline that they built into the game, it was a third movie. I mean, they went and they found, you know, Ivor Shandor's, you know, castle on an island. And I, I don't remember all the details of the story, but it was all playing right into that. You played a new Ghostbuster on the team that was working with the guys as they were diving deeper into this mystery. So that was pretty, pretty interesting. I guess somebody was telling me last night that the game... You know, it's pretty expensive. Like it goes for over a hundred dollars now because of the 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 value of it. So you could you could call that a third movie if you want to. But I'm sure most paranormal investigators who played the game loved it, unless you're like me and you're like, ah, I suck at this game. <laughs> but but that's me with every game. It takes me forever to to be able to figure out how to play a game. Uh, and if it's a first person shooter, forget it. You know, I know that you guys love your first-person shooter games. Oh, God. I couldn't play those at all. I just end up walking around in circles and getting dizzy, and I'm like, I can't do this. But, like, (laughs) does it have a third-person view? No. Well, then I'm screwed.
1: My roommate and I, we we kill in those things.
0: I can't can't do it. I've tried. I like the storylines of them. You know, like, I always wanted to play, you know, I don't know if it was Medal of Honor or, you know, uh, what's the other one? Oh, Call of Duty Call of Duty I don't know which uh, one it was that had like the World War 2 one. Yeah, that's one of the ones we wound up playing a lot. I I rented it and and I loved it and I loved it was so suspenseful like being in it. So 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 tense, but I would just just keep getting killed because I couldn't I couldn't do it. It's hard enough for me to do a game like Grand Theft Auto. Oh. As the as the controls have
1: progressed. <laughs> that one we just have absolute fun with that that's just in pure entertainment i
0: was playing five and i couldn't even drive the car oh god because i just it's just the controls are just too much for me um you know i i was able to do the new red dead redemption and i was able to do the new god of war uh but it's just uh, i know that i'm going to reach a point where i'm like ah, i'm too old for video games now not that i want to be but it's just that I, I don't have the hand-eye coordination as it's progressed with the uh, the new types of controls. But so as, as I was saying, I was thinking about, like, I don't know anybody that isn't a Ghostbusters fan. But I also don't know a lot of people that would say that that is a a, a reason why they got into the paranormal to begin with. It might have got them interested in the topic, but, like, they're not yeah. thinking, like, I want to be one of the Ghostbusters we say that jokingly, but, like, uh, nobody ever had that intention. Like, we, we were never looking to start an organization where we are going to wear jumpsuits and live in a firehouse and go out and catch ghosts. As fun as it sounds to, to do. Speak for yourself. You thought that that's what you were going to do?
1: No, but I <clears throat> I did enjoy it. You know, I like I said, I had the interest before the movie came out and was actually seriously going out and doing stuff, you know, the following year anyway. So did I actually think I was going to be doing that that no, but I knew I was still going to be into the topic.
0: I think I might have been I don't think I was into ghosts before the movie because I was like 6. So <laughs> <laughs> I was probably afraid of ghosts before that point. Uh but the but I was all in. Like once I saw the movie I was all in. I bought all the toys. I watched the cartoon series. Yeah. You know, you were you were older, but yeah. I'm sure you watched the cartoon show. Uh,
1: I do remember it being on. I was working at that time. I was already, oh, I you know, I
0: watched it religiously, and, and I also hated the other Ghostbusters cartoon. If you remember that, so okay, the reason why the Ghostbusters. With, you know, Peter and Ray and Egon and Winston, the reason why that cartoon was called The Real Ghostbusters was because when the movie came out, Filmation had their cartoon version of The Ghostbusters, and that was just called Ghostbusters. So they called The Real Ghostbusters The Real Ghostbusters so that the people who thought that it was Ghostbusters from the movie- would be like yes go watch the real ghostbusters that's what you were looking for but what's funny is that the ghostbusters in the filmation cartoon came first because that was based on the 1970s TV series ghostbusters which i i don't remember i want to say larry storch was in it okay i, I mean i suppose i have a computer in front of me and i can yeah. look this stuff up uh but I met
1: Larry Storch in yeah, Cherry
0: Hill, New Jersey. Oh, I met him at Rhode Island Comic Con. Yeah. He had no idea where he was.
1: Nice <laughs> <laughs> guy, short. Very short.
0: So I'm just trying to look it up real quick. It was called The Ghostbusters. It was from nineteen seventy five. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it was. It was Forrest Tucker and Larry Storch. Okay. So uh two of the guys from F Troop. And also there was a gorilla. So it was the two of them and a gorilla going out looking for ghosts. And that's what the cartoon version was, the filmation one. It was based on that show. All right. And I do believe that the, the Ghostbusters TV series was based on a movie. And I would have to go back and do a little bit more digging than I can do. But I think it was based on a 1930s or 40s movie Or, no, but there was, hold on, now Uh I'm going to look it up because I want to know.
1: Here we go. He's diving deep into the Google land.
0: So it might have been based on a 1940s movie, uh, but I was also mixing it up in my head with The Ghost Breakers with Bob Hope, which is a pretty interesting movie.
1: Yeah, that was made in the 40s, 50s, right? That was
0: 1940. Yeah. It also had uh UMass Dartmouth alum Anthony Quinn in it too. And Anthony Quinn went on to make a movie called Ghosts Can't Do It, which I don't know if you've ever seen that movie. No. I want to thank uh, Amy Martin for for introducing me to that film. It came out, I think it came out in nineteen ninety. And it was uh it was Anthony Quinn as this, you know, rich old man who was in love with a beautiful younger woman played by Bo Derrick, Hmm. And they had a very physical relationship And he dies And he's still hanging around as a ghost And like he can talk to her And she can talk to him But they're upset because they can't do Do it it. Got it So he has this plan Of they're going to find this You know young attractive studly guy And he's he's going to possess the guy And then him and Bo Derek can be together And uh, you know hilarity ensues And Not really because it's not a very funny movie but it features an extended cameo by one Donald Trump. Because as Anthony Quinn's character is dead and Bo Derek's character takes over, you know, the business, you know, Donald Trump moves in because he's trying to like buy out the business or whatever. And there's there's these scenes that it's like Bo Derek and Donald Trump sitting around a, a, a table in a conference room and kind of, you know, making eyes at each other, like trying to insinuate that. You know Donald Trump is trying to seduce her, and she might be willing to 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 go for Donald Trump if not for the fact that she was still in love with Anthony Quinn. And it just has the worst special effects ever. Like their idea of making Anthony Quinn a ghost is they had like a matte painting background of clouds and him standing there, and like some fog coming into the room, and he's looking down like as if he was in heaven watching everything that's going on. He's like, "Oh, darling, don't do it. Don't, no, my love, don't do it." It's like that's my Anthony Quinn impression. Okay, it's, it's not bad. I have to no, say, it's it's okay. It's possible. Uh, it's it's certainly uh, it's certainly better than uh, my Donald Trump impression, but so it was, and definitely better than my Bo Derek. <laughs> but they like it was. It's just so ridiculously cheesy. It's on YouTube. I highly recommend that if you have an hour and a half to kill and you want some good laughs and maybe you're having a few good drinks, watch that movie. Uh, if nothing else, for the fact that it's probably the longest Donald Trump cameo in any movie. So, okay. And you can watch the, and you, even if you just want to watch that scene, the Donald Trump scene, that is on YouTube standalone. And you can just watch him make eyes at, at Bo Derrick. And I, I don't, I don't think Bo Derrick's a great actress, but I think in that scene she was. Cause I liked her in Ken. Uh, I think most people did. <laughs> I've never seen it. The only, I think you the only haven't? other movie I've seen her in is um, Tommy Boy.
1: Oh, God, that's right. She was in that.
0: Yeah, the the stepmother. Yeah. So, but that's, you know, I think that that is, it's a good time for a new Ghostbusters movie. Okay. Yeah. Because we are kind of riding this wave of 80s nostalgia thanks to Stranger Things. You know, one of the kids from Stranger Things is in this. So that's only going to help bring in that fan base. Uh, and I think that you're going to find that this is not going to be a one-off thing. This is going to give birth to a, a new version of the franchise. So I'm all for that. There's been talk about a, a about a live-action TV series. There's been talk about you know continuing the movie series. There's been talk about bringing back the cartoon show. So, yeah, we could be living in a Ghostbusters renaissance, which was great for paranormal people because it means – more Ghostbusters references When you go to people's houses To no, look for okay. their ghosts Like Hey where's your proton pack Well I don't have one of those Why don't you Because I'm not licensed To have a thermonuclear accelerator On my back Like just tell them that Okay Don't tell them that it's not real Okay You know like Oh where's the trap Are you going to trap the ghost No No I'm not going to trap the ghost That That's going to cost you extra like just you know, mess with them. It's their own fault for not knowing any better. I'm kidding, of course. Yeah. So when you so you were older when the f- original film came out. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of it when it first came out?
1: I, I loved it. I loved it. You know, it was really interesting to see. You know, okay, people actually going out and doing what I'm doing, and you know, it was it was fun to see that. You know they were trying to take it as a serious you know venue quote unquote even though it was a comedy you know um because before ghost hunting back then was more of a lark thing for people it was equivalent to you know okay now let's sit down with our ouija boards and play with you know the platchet and see if we can contact you know whoever at that or you know the extension of the bloody mary thing and but true ghost hunting like what we have today and, and what was going on back then, going out to a place to see if you could elicit a response from a spirit, what, what was still basically just for the people that were serious about it back then. And then that movie got it out into the mainstream. I mean, I... It brought it to the forefront of consciousness of, you know, hey, there are these things that do happen, and there are these people that go out and do this.
0: I think if it had come at a different time... I mean, obviously, it's a product of, of its time, too. Yeah. But I think if, you know, if that movie had come out... If the first time we'd ever heard of Ghostbusters was, say, 1991, I think it would have been followed by a series of, like, you know, local news stations saying... You know, if you like the hit film Ghostbusters, there's actually Ghostbusters right here in our town. But
1: remember, you know... Which
0: I'm saying would have been a good thing. Yeah,
1: true. But the only other ghost hunting thing that you really had back then went back to the 60s and good old Scooby-Doo. Okay. Yeah. It was a cartoon and stuff like that. So, yeah, you got to see, you know, antics and whatever and, and, and all of that. But... They, that was a genesis of what uh, ghost hunting, quote unquote, was as far as groups going out. But it
0: was groups. never, you know, old man Carruthers in a mask I know. whenever I've gone out anywhere. I know. Yet. That's true. Yet. Although, so, I, I mean,
1: I can but see... You understand what I'm trying to say. The The idea of people going out and doing, you know, looking into But things.
0: let's extrapolate that even further back because... In order for people to be comfortable with that part of of the narrative of going out to solve... Because, see, they never really talked about... They never used the word paranormal on, on no. Scooby-Doo. They always used the term mystery. Right. So everything was a mystery to be solved, implying that not only were they going to solve it, but that there was going to be a human agent behind it. But if you wanted to get into things that if you want to kind of say paranormal and you want to pull it back a little bit, you could say that some of those shows in the 1960s, like The Addams Family and The Munsters, Mm -hmm. that played a part in kind of softening the edges of horror. And you needed to have the edges of horror softened in order for Ghostbusters to work. Now, it it certainly works on a comedy level. I don't know anybody that's ever said that, oh, I watched Ghostbusters and it scared me. Because they found that perfect balance of making it creepy enough but not to the point where it was any kind of horror It's not a horror comedy Nobody would ever call it that It's no. not the Evil Dead
1: Well, they had TV series that dealt with ghosts and people Like Ghosts and Mrs. Muir right? yeah, But that
0: was more of like That was kind it of was a love story type thing, yeah. wasn't it? Like a light comedy and Light comedy, yeah And, you know, you had the Ghosts and Mr. Chicken Yep Attaboy, <laughs> uh, But uh, <laughs> still, I, love, I still love to yell that in any crowd Nobody knows nobody gets the reference either. Oh, the, that's a classic though. The the best Attaboy Luther in on film though is in Kingpin. When they're at the uh they're at the, the bowling finale, the, the 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 final of the bowling tournament and the crowd goes silent as Roy Munson's about to bowl and somebody yells out, "Attaboy Luther!" And I was like, I remember being in the movie theater and being like, the only reason I get this is because my dad when we, when we were younger, they had those video disc players. Oh God! Do you remember those things? Oh yeah. And the video discs looked like a, like an album cover, and it was like you were shoving the album cover into this machine, and it would play movies. And it blew. My, this is before I'd ever seen a VCR, so it blew my mind as a kid. I was like, "What? We can go and you'd like flip through the movies, and every time we would go, my dad would just get the Disney movies, and it was all the stuff that I had never, you know, never would have known about because who's gonna go watch the Apple Dumpling Gang? <laughs> but you know he would get those, and so I remember seeing the ghost of Mister Chicken, and uh, then it was I got the Disney Channel back in the days when the Disney Channel was a pay station, and it was on all the time, and like all those movies, the Computer War, Tennis Shoes, all those—that's what they were just filling this network up with. So that's how I saw all that stuff. And I, I listen, I've I've never been to the Haunted Mansion because I've never been to Disney World but i've i've written it via youtube yep and a lot of people say that that's what kind of got them into this topic too that going and, and okay. you know made them interested in the idea of whether or not ghosts were real because it's such a realistic ride i uh,
1: our oldest stories sitting around the campfire were ghost stories of course okay so it's been go- things about ghosts have been around as long as man because you know man has
0: become ghosts right so but anyway, have you have you ever done that? By the way, have you ever have you ever like watched? Because you got a pretty big TV.
1: What do you mean? I still do.
0: Well, not the same one, but right. Yeah. But you've got a big TV, so it's fun to go on YouTube on your big TV and watch POV ride videos. Oh, that, you thought yeah, I was going I, in a different direction when I yeah, said POV. yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> it's like yeah, uh, we <laughs> like, headed? but like
0: you go to like the different amusement parks and you're like. Uh, you know, whatever amusement park, whatever roller coaster, and somebody has done a first person, yeah. you know, point of view, and when you watch those like in 4K on a big screen TV, yeah. like it's it's feels yeah. like you're
1: somebody held a GoPro or whatever, and and, we, and you know.
0: Adam and I used to sit on the couch and watch those, and we'd be watching the roller coaster rides, and like we would move our bodies as the roller coaster was moving because you just couldn't help it, and uh, and and so I said to him, I was like, listen, he was like. I don't know 12 13 whatever I said. I've never been to Disney World. You don't want to go to Disney World, but I'm kind of interested in the Disney World rides. Do you want to look up the Disney World rides on YouTube and, and check them out? And he goes, "Yeah, might as well." So we did the Haunted Mansion first and we did Pirates of the Caribbean and it's just it's you feel yeah. like you're on the ride. It's pretty cool. So it's uh it's certainly a, I wouldn't recommend, you know, skipping taking the kids if they really want to go. But if you're like my son and I and you're like, yeah, I want to see what it's all about, but I don't think I actually want to go to Disney World, then uh, it's definitely worth checking out. But uh, Well,
1: Space Mountain must have been a letdown for you then because it's 90% in the dark. I don't think
0: I bothered with that one. Yeah. Um, but then I got hooked on going back and watching old rides, like rides that I remember from when the I was a kid. The old Cyclone? They do have it. There's Rocky Point footage. There's Lincoln Park footage. There's oh, the do you um, want comment? Yep. There's Yang- the the Yankee Cannonball that's now at Six Flags, okay, in New England. But there was a video of it from when it was Riverside Park, and that was like the big oh god. Yeah, that was like the big thing they had there. Um, there's Whalem Park footage. Uh, and then my favorite haunted house of all. I know everybody liked the Rocky Point one, and the Rocky Point one was, yeah, it was, was good. good. But my favorite one of all is at Canopy Lake Park, the haunted mine ride that they have there. Have, do you, have you ever been on that?
1: Oh, God, I haven't been there in 40 years. I took more?
0: I took my son there a couple of years ago for his birthday, probably, you know, probably like five years ago now for his birthday. And when we went, I, w- I really I played up that haunted mine ride like so much. I was like, you're going to love it. It's so much fun. It's so it's, it's cheesy, but it's also fun. And when we got there, it was shut down for the day. They weren't opening it that day. They were working on it. So I said, when we got the big TV and we were checking out, it was like, "I'm gonna, we're gonna watch the Haunted Mine." And it's just, it's, it was fun, but it's just not the same as being there because when you go into this ride, it starts off you're going through a mining camp, and or like you know, like yep. they're in the mine working. And as you're, it, it's kind of like a S curve thing, and there's like water around you, and the guys, like the little animatronic guys, are digging away, and they're like, "Hey, hi, how are you?" And hey, hey, and as you're going around, and like, "Oh, you shouldn't be coming back here." Oh, and then like all of a sudden, you go to this part, like you get toward the end, and the guys like, "No, no, don't go any further, don't go any further," and then the the ride goes down a hill. Yep. And it goes through like a waterfall. And when you get to the other side, like it starts blasting you with heat. And basically it's like, you just went to hell. And as you, then as you're rolling around, there's like stuff popping out at you and stuff scaring you. And of course it's cheesy, but it's just, it's, it's well done for a cheesy ride. I miss those. Like they don't, the traveling carnivals that go around, like either they don't bother with one of those, or if they have one, it's the same one that you've been on 50 times already. So it's just, it's not the same without a good haunted house ride. Uh, yeah.
1: The haunted house ride is just paper mache, black lights, and, you know, pastel paint. And but it's maybe, fun. It's
0: fun. Yeah. It's always better, too, when they have live people that jump out at you. Yeah. Some of them have that. Yeah. And I always love the ones that were two stories. Yep. You know, the Rocky Point was two floors, right? Yep. So was um, Lincoln Park. I don't think I ever went on the Lincoln Park one cuz the last time I was there I definitely would have been too young. But if if somebody ever wanted to 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 really like make something nostalgic, bring something nostalgic back, make a park of nothing but those haunted house rides, I would totally go to that. I wherever you build it, I would go there and I would ride those. Because And even if they're all kind of the that same would, would still That, do that it.
1: would be something that people would go to I'll
0: yeah. never forget the Kingston Carnival I got in trouble because we went into one of those Walkthrough ones one? That yeah. were like really cheesy Yeah, And it wasn't scary at all And I was like I'm going to scare my sisters Because they were behind me And I hid behind something and I jumped out and scared them But it wasn't my sisters My sisters had gotten freaked out and had gone out of the ride So I just scared it, the people that were behind me And then I got in trouble uh, My parents told me I couldn't get it. anything Wasn't it supposed
1: else. to be scary?
0: I guess you're not supposed to take it upon yourself to scare the people, Uh. which nobody told me that. There was no sign that said, don't jump out and scare people. So as far as I was concerned, you know, I was within my rights. All right. Well, we're going to take a break here. When we come back on the other side, the phone lines are open. 508-996-0500. 877-996-1420. I don't know if that still works, but 508-996-0500. That's the number to call in and you can share your thoughts, any questions, any experiences that you've had. Uh, We'll be back in a few more moments. Also too, during the break, uh, we'll also tell you that if you are not on our social media channels at SpookySC on Twitter, or Spooky South Coast on Facebook, please go and sign up and follow those. Uh, you will get updates about the show and what we're going to be talking about each week. And uh, also, there's some really cool people that follow along on those, and you can get involved in the discussion with them. So go ahead and do that. Also, you can email us to spookycrew at spooky But we will take a quick break and then back with more Spooky South Coast on WBSM. <laughs> South coast, Tim Weisberg here, along with science advisor, Matt Moniz. And uh, we are talking about the paranormal. Of course, that's what we talk about here on the program on Saturday nights. You can reach out to us, 508-996-0500. If you want to call in and share some of your own paranormal thoughts and stories and experiences. Uh, also, you can tweet about it uh, using the hashtag Spooky SpookyLive. Uh, or you can follow us directly on Twitter at SpookySC and, uh, and I want to say hi to Derek, shout out to him who is, uh, he is actually listening on and he is tweeting along and uh, we appreciate that. Also, uh, if you ever want to reach out to us during the week, Spooky Crew at SpookySouthCoast.com is a great way to get a hold of us. If you have any kind of experiences that you want to report, anything you want to share, any questions that you want to have, maybe you need paranormal help. You know, We work with a lot of the, the different groups in the area and we know who is around and and who is worthwhile even if you're just looking for a recommendation maybe you found a couple of paranormal groups that you might be calling and you say hey I want to know who it is that I can really trust uh, you know reach out to us because we probably know them we've probably worked with them that's what happens when you've been around here for so long yeah. we we kind of have the opportunity to uh, to to get to know all the movers and shakers in the paranormal world in this area so uh, we do have a call on the line I see by the caller ID that we could be in for it. Uh Uh-oh. So uh, let's go to the phones. Good evening. Oh, that might have been my mistake. Oops. Uh, You can call back, 508-996-0500. Although I didn't hang up that line. I just pressed the wrong line. So I don't know. Maybe maybe, uh, that person didn't like me saying that we were going to be in for it. Uh Uh-oh. But uh, you can call back, 508-996-0500. Uh,
1: when we were talking, it, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, would it be somebody that would have to climb up on a tele?
0: Yeah, maybe, maybe he fell a few feet down the pole and has to yeah, climb yeah. back up to the top. Yeah. yeah, here we go. Let's see here. All right. Good evening. You're on Spooky South Coast. Hello. What's shaking, playboy? Uh, we knew it was you, Lamone. How are you? What's up, playa? Um fair
2: to Midland. It's not. It hasn't been 115 degrees for the last uh, nine days. But it's been like 108. It's like 70% humidity. Oh, cold snap. Oh, yeah, exactly. For shivels And so on. It's like I, I hate to be outside so much without my turn to a regular Eskimo pie or a fudge sickle. So, you know, I don't want that to happen again.
0: So how's everyone been doing over there? Uh, we're doing very well. I'm glad you called in, Lamone, because I want to ask you a question. Okay. Uh, you have HBO? Um, I have access to HBO. Okay, there's a new show coming out Monday night on HBO. Are you familiar with a a news channel KPVM? KPVM.
2: It sounds like something back in a back up in uh, in like in Maine or somewhere of that area, something like that. No, we're all um, du- we're all W stations here. here.
0: So this this new series that premieres Monday night on HBO. It's a documentary series. It is called mm-hmm. Small Town News. K-P-V-M Pahrump it's a oh, it's a series boy. about a TV net, uh, a TV station a privately owned TV station in Pahrump Nevada covering the local news
2: yeah I've been there I, w- I went by there um until like maybe maybe a week ago I went right by there I stopped and was, I was saying hi to a couple of people that were living there you know it's a house and a station you know what I mean
0: well and- it's going to have it's own TV series for you to check out on Monday nights
2: Oh wow, hell bells! No wonder where they were rushing me out of there. <laughs>
0: <that>? <laughs> they're, like, they're like, no, 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 we're 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 going to be famous. We can't have you hanging around here. Uh, so yeah, they want the the property value to go down. Hell so, bells! For people who don't know why that's a big deal, Pahrump, Nevada is where you know Art Bell lived and where he owned KNYE uh, until he sold it mm-hmm. to Karen. And you know, so obviously anybody that listened to Coast to Coast AM and and listened to Art Bell. Knows all about, you know, from the high desert and, the you know, the kingdom of Nye, the city of Pahrump, Nevada. And also uh, the Nye County Sheriff has become a little bit famous in her own right because uh, some of the videos she puts up are are, they get a lot of YouTube laughs. And uh, also she became famous for she went to the casino and left her gun in the restroom. So
1: Hello. that happens with more police officers than you know.
0: Well, she's a she's a bit of a character. And I can tell you she's featured in this TV series because she's in the trailer. And as soon as I saw her, I was like, oh, this, this this must be in Nye County. Like, you know, they're talking about how they're in, you know, the, the the entertainment capital of the world. And I was like, okay, so it's a little Vegas station. And then when it's I saw so- the sheriff, I was like, oh, no, no, this must be Pahrump. And, and exactly. sure enough, it is. It's just over the hump,
2: over the what I was thinking if you if and when you do come out here to visit, maybe I'll go to Lake Havison, so we go see go take pictures at London bridge, the real london bridge you okay. know you have you heard tales about that no, but well, I'm glad you asked me back in nineteen sixty seven uh the guy that owns the 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 casinos that are out there. I think it's like the River Point, whatever, whatever, some water point, whatever. But he decided to buy the London Bridge. You know, they were tearing, the, getting ready to tear it down, anyways, and build the the street access, you know, car accessible uh, London Bridge. So they took it and he took and bought it. And they took it brick by brick, and they numbered each brick and stuff like that. And they took it and brought it out there, and so they have it. They have it out there. And when I went to go visit out there, I went to go visit twice in the nineties. And once in, I'm going to say, like, maybe 2008. And every time I went down there, I took pictures. And there was always something ghost-like in the pictures with us. And so, and it's like, you know, it's, thousands, it's hundreds of years old. And all the, all the crazy people out there and, and, and over in England, you you, know, you can, can't, be, can't be surprised about the stuff they've done and, and how they get rid of their bodies and whatnot. That's where it is. You know, the London Bridge was right going to the Tower of London, too. That was going to that, the dark tower. It was going on way there, so that would be something looking for. Maybe you guys get pictures, you know. Hopefully you get pictures. I, uh, I have one picture i got to find. It's a Polaroid picture. I got it from someone else who's with me, and she let me borrow it. I never gave it back to her. Rats, curses. Like I said, but yeah, I, um, I've got, I'll see if I can find that in picture. You can see something literally, it's like it's like, like a misty, it was like a, not just a, a mist, but it was like a dark mist. And it was like right there, right next to me. And I was like, okay, I hope I said this. Hope it's not, you know, just the same color almost. I'm not trying to come buddy buddy with me. But no, it was, it was horrible. It also wasn't really horrible. It was kind of neat. But you, when you get on the bridge, if you can feel something that's there. Even if you didn't know what, where you're there, if you didn't know the, the whole story behind the London Bridge. And you don't know how much money I made off of bets. Some people, you want to go to London Bridge and it's all right, I made probably easily two grand of money where people said there's no london bridge in the united states I go, okay let's put some money on that so here's the london bridge so literally i'm gonna at least say two thousand dollars in bets like well, i said Jim, that's you know not at the table it was under the table so just that's something to look forward to you think you guys might want to come and see that
0: i think we if we ever do get out there we definitely want to see that
2: i hope we come out here before the the uh, before a uh, yellowstone erupts or anything like, like that happens that would be well, so sucky. It wouldn't be as fun as it would normally be, but we'll try to make fun out of it. Just gotta bring some breathing masks and whatnot for it. I mean, the big mask if that's the case. Oh, I don't want to be stuck and covered in no ash, like I'm, like i in Herculanea or Pompeii. You know, some Herculanea first, or possibly Pompeii, or if they remember Herculanea, that's that's next. I,
0: I'm, okay. I, I'm just more wondering about the, the type of people you're going to introduce us to while we're out there. The it doesn't
2: necessarily mean the, that doesn't necessarily mean they're all going to be people.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the characters that you know, no matter what species they may be. Well, that's 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 up in the air.
2: It depends on who who's driving and how we're getting there. So that's totally, only totally that's totally in the future. We got to find out what's going to happen. And I do hope you guys come down there because we can have so much fun. If you guys come out like next month, uh, we're, there's going to be Kansas is going to be doing is going to be here in town. Oh, we get, Kansas is
0: going to be in our town. Kansas is playing the uh, Zaitarian Theater. Theater in Bedford. Yeah. When is that? When is that? Uh, probably next month yeah
2: yeah because I know that they, uh Kansas is, is supposed to be having like a doing like a, a residency here in Las vegas they were supposed to be it's supposed to be Kansas and who else? I think it's
0: Kansas and Chicago are going to be playing together
2: and oh, I'm I, sorry and it's, think, it's
0: December that they're coming here
2: okay so well then they could be back you know they're going to be like uh like someone to, like the eighth of September or something to the twenty fifth and then uh, I don't know how it's going to go the rest of the year, but like I said, since everything's been held back, they were supposed to be doing it last year, but since, uh, you know, that that 19 popped up, 19, 19 and so it's like, yeah, since that popped up, it made things, took things all, all the way back, really far back. So are you got
0: Well, a, you, a, yeah. a, a quick little Kansas story. A friend of mine who's a DJ at, at a station uh, here in, in Providence, in, in Providence, which is... Excuse me, close to here. Uh, he likes to tell the story about how one time Kansas was playing in in Providence. I think they're playing like the Providence Performing Arts Center, and the the band came into the studio to do something, and they asked if he could give a ride to Rich Williams, who's the guy who plays, you know, the the guitarist that has the eye patch. Yeah. And um, I, well, he, so he,
2: he, he, he was uh, a guy that had he was a uh, he was um uh, the uh, violin player.
0: Right and so yeah, so he he gave him a ride over to the p Pack, which from the from the old HJY studio was probably like uh, five minutes. Yeah, not that um, maybe a little bit more, but he said that the B-O was so bad that it was like Seinfeldian, you know, B-B-O beyond B-O that uh, he had to have his car it it had to be professionally detailed. Oh,
2: that's how bad was it? I, I know people that like literally. You think I'm joking? I know people that used to put like the uh, car freshener there. You know, like the pine tree up under the armpits. Oof. And I don't think wouldn't that sting? You think that would sting? Would be kind of painful. They did it with pride, and I and I can see what the. I know other people used to use the plugins, and you know, the the ones they plug into the car, put it in, in the air vent, and it would we'll blow it out like that. You know, like the not like quite like the Glade plugins. Yeah, I could see some television. But there's too many youngsters listening to your program, so I don't want to get to corrupt them at this, not so soon, at least. You know, not at their young ages. So um, I think that would. Be, have you seen Have you seen The Black Widow yet?
0: Nope, not yet. I haven't had the chance. Have you seen
2: uh, Space
0: Jam? Uh, nope. I uh, probably won't see well, that. Actually, wasn't that back in the '90s? No, there's no, a new you, one.
2: Oh. The next The next generation. The next legacy. That's that's the But uh, next week is going to be the uh, Suicide Squad. That I, I will watch, good, yes. I think it's going to be better than the last one, personally. You know, and it's like they have Deathstroke, the guy that, that literally almost killed uh, Superman, left him in the hospital in critical condition.
0: Well, and so it's, it's it's got James Gunn behind it, so you know it's going to be good.
2: Yeah, you would, think, you would hope so. But then again, you know, everybody has flops. You know what I mean? Like, uh, for instance, like Steven Spielberg. What was Steven Spielberg's sloppiest film? Do you remember?
0: 1941, probably?
2: Exactly.
0: Oh, that, that was you classic. You about
2: Belushi earlier on the phone, I was, on the air. I, was like, I, I wanted to go there, so I'm thinking, Belushi, yes, there you go. And and that was, and they even had a game, a video game. Did you see that video game? Not 1941, the video game you just played like, for yeah, Atari. For the,
0: for the, um, yeah, I was going to say maybe Nintendo, but yeah, it was probably an Atari game.
2: Yeah, it was for Atari, and they had like a, I, uh, they had, um, I remember getting like that, and a couple other games, free games that I, Somehow for Nagels, I don't know how it happened, but I got that and like two other games that were free from from Sears. Sears had the best, you know, best video games like for Atari games like that. Oh man. Well we
0: we actually we had booked uh, years and years ago and it ended up not happening. We had booked Nolan Bushnell, the founder of Atari. We had booked Nolan Bushnell on the show. And uh, we, I don't know why it, I don't remember why it happened, but his daughter reached out to us about an hour before the show and said, "Hey, listen, my dad can't make it." And I was like, "Okay, we'll just let us know when you want to reschedule." And I never heard back. I sent a couple more emails, never heard back. So I don't know if maybe he felt like the show didn't fit what you know what he was doing, but uh, I was definitely interested in talking with him about you know the history of Atari, and I have a couple of Atari systems still that still work, and I have the games for them. I even have the. You know the infamously terrible ET game. <laughs> I have one that was just
1: unburied those last year. So I don't know. No. I don't so know why they found them. Like
2: 20, it was like 2017 or something like that. 2016 yeah. they unburied them. Yeah, there's hundreds of. There was like 500 thousand or something like that of uh, Why would all of them go to go to uh, New Mexico? What's up with that? They got that many ET people like in, that there in New Mexico. Why would they send all those games there?
0: Because they had a hole big enough to put them all in. The,
2: what? I find the pretty
0: big holes around here, too, so, you know. So, yeah, well, yeah. The, the, you know, the Atari games. (laughs) Well, New
1: Mexico is famous for aliens crashing.
0: That is true. The the Atari games, when you go back and play them now, like, if you have fond memories of them, don't go back and play them again. Let them live in your memories. Uh, I will say Pitfall is still just as much fun, but still just as frustrating. Yeah, Pitfall was, was, was was a poop. Most of the yeah. other games, I would say, aren't even worth revisiting. But you know, uh, is is I still have centipede? You can't tell me centipede. Uh, it there's better versions of it now as 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 they started putting it on other systems. So if like you got used to playing like the Nintendo version of it, you're not going to like the the Atari version of it. Um, okay. And, and even if you like the, the even if you like the arcade versions, you're not gonna like the Atari versions. But I have like a bunch of those old systems. I have a Magnavox Odyssey. I have uh the original NES. I ha- I have a ColecoVision. Um I have Intellivision. I have uh, one of my favorite systems, but nobody remembers it, is the turbografx sixteen. That's
2: also that was when they had the had the Dune the Buggy. What's that game? The Dune Buggy game that you played? That came with that? It was like a... Oh, I told you, it, was, it was something like a Dune Bug. I forgot what it's called. Speed Buggy. I don't
0: know. Uh, well, like the, I remember I have Bonk's Adventure, and which was like going to be their version of Mario. And I also have one of the greatest games ever, Splatterhouse. Ooh,
2: it's been a while since I've seen that. I have a a, a thing. It's a, it's a cartridge. It has 52 games. On one, and then I had another one that had like three hundred games on one. You, you know, the one card you put in there and has all the games and stuff like that. Yeah, I think that maybe I'll send. Maybe since I'm not using it, maybe I'll send send that to you. Send your, that to well, you. Maybe your,
1: your next gift. In, well, we have the uh, mini Atari that has like uh, seventy something of the original games on it. It's yeah. like a slightly
0: shrunken version of the original twenty six hundred. One one of the cool things you can do now with your cell phone is you can download an emulator and you can you can literally have every game for every system going up to, you know, PlayStation and Dreamcast. Once they started getting to the disc based games, those are a little bit harder to yeah. to have the files on your on your phone, but you can get all of the Atari games, all the Nintendo, all the Game Boy, all the Sega, and it's like it barely takes up any space on your phone. It's like less than, you know, like a high resolution video. And uh, mm. and you can get the Um, The emulators and you can play it right on your phone. And I actually have a controller uh, at my house. It's a Bluetooth controller that I can just snap my cell phone into and play it like it's like a little, you know, video game system. And I, I had every Nintendo game. I had every, I mean, this is not legal, but I had every Nintendo game, every Sega game, every Game Boy game. I mean, it was, it was great because. When I was talking about when we were at Canobie Lake earlier, we were in line for one of the rides. And as mm-hmm. we're waiting, waiting in line, my son and I are passing my phone back and forth in that little controller playing Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. And then I got the music going and somebody like four or five people ahead of us in line is like, do I hear the Punch-Out music? <laughs> and then I was like, yeah, we're playing Punch-Out over here. Like all of a sudden, everybody's like standing around us in line, watching us play Punch-Out, telling us what to do and how we were doing it wrong. <laughs>
2: I like that. I like punch shot. What about Tech Mobile?
0: Remember Tech Mobile? Oh yeah, I liked it, and it it was it was you know it was probably like the football game for a while. But then the Bo Jackson one came out. Yeah, and everybody wanted that. But to me, my favorite all-time football game was before Madden became the big name in football games. They had the Joe, Joe Montana Football '94. I think it was.
2: Oh, I remember that game. I didn't play that game too much. That was back when Contra was jumping off. That was, was that
0: game. was on a Sega Genesis, which I didn't have. I had Super Nintendo, but all my friends had Genesis, so they'd come over my house to play Super Nintendo, and I'd go over to their house to play Sega Genesis. So did they
2: have did they have Genesis, the one with Peter Gabriel, or without Peter Gabriel?
0: No, that was a different Genesis. Although it's funny that you mentioned that, because as we're talking about video games, one of one of the coolest video games that I ever played was a game. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. But it was a game for the Atari Jaguar or the Atari, yeah, whatever one it was that was the disc-based Atari system that came out in the late 90s. And they also had it for the Sega, what was it, 32X. And it was a game where it was music videos. And as the music videos are playing, they're all broken up as a puzzle. So you have to put the puzzle together while the video is playing. Like, so all these little pieces are are moving video images yeah. and you've got to kind of put it all together. And one of the videos that they used was Peter Gabriel's Sledgehammer. I remember oh. it, was, it was that one and it was Enter Sandman that were like the two hardest ones to kind of figure out.
2: What about Come On Eileen? I don't
0: know. Was that I don't know if that was on there. No.
2: That You said, you know, I would figure, you know, but yeah, you're talking about, upper, you know, I guess, uh, you know, you know, shock the monkey is it, was that one the monkey
0: oh, yeah yeah was that
2: one of the songs that were on that too
0: that no i think i think i think that was the only peter gabriel song was uh
2: Sledgehammer. that's a good song but i like that video
0: and and there was also a game back then called uh night trap did, mm-hmm. did did you ever hear about that game it was so that was one of the first like movie games where you're actually like playing in a movie and uh and and dana plato from different strokes was in that movie and she was very um underdressed
2: Okay. Was it like a? Was it like a live? You know, you yep. choose the section. Like the, Was that like after they had like a? What was it? Dragons? Dragons Lair? They had Dirk. You yeah. know what I mean? Like,
1: oh God! You're and, going back.
0: And they hey, had hey. that game. Uh, that game for the uh, uh, for the arcade. That was like a hologram mm-hmm. game, and it was yep. like the time traveling guy, and he would go back into the old west, and he'd have to like shoot the other guy. Like yeah, the games were really fun back then.
2: That was supposed to be uh, 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 like a knockoff of uh, 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 Back to the Future, you know, with uh, Wild, went, Wild you know, Gunman.
1: White?
2: Yeah, exactly. That's what that's supposed to be. That, I remember that for that, vi- that video game. Man, dang, are we older or mature. So and, you want to
0: mention Back to the Future? So the when I first got my Nintendo, I don't know how interesting this is for the audience, but right. when I got my first <laughs> Nintendo system, um, I didn't get my first Nintendo until 89, when everybody kind of already had one, but my mother was against getting one. And finally, Christmas of 89, still the best Christmas gift I ever got. I remember opening that up because I was not expecting to get it and just freaking out because we got a Nintendo. And all we had for a game was the Mario Duck Hunt game <laughs> that came with it. And then for my birthday, my birthday is like two weeks after Christmas. For my birthday, I went to go look for a game at, oh, I forget what the store was, but it was at the Cape Cod Mall. Uh San no, no, it was, it was a department store. I just don't remember which department store it was. No, Boards. No, might have been a Woolworth. I'm not sure. Um, but we were we were looking at the video games, and I saw that they had a Back to the Future game. And I've, I've, Back to the Future is one of my favorite movies of all time. So I was like, oh, no, this is the game that I want. And it was not a very good game, but it yeah, was I'm the fine. only other game that we had besides Mario. So once I mastered Mario, you know, I focused on beating Back to the Future. I could never mm-hmm. beat the damn game.
2: Whoa. Maybe I can find somebody
0: to have the uh, do you still have the game? I do. I still have it and I have a Nintendo that works. Uh and but I, I play it on the emulator and I can get to like the final level, but I just can never beat it. One one Anybody? of the one of the things I'll recommend too, a lot of people out there have an old Nintendo still in their house and they'll go to play it and they'll put a game in and it'll just have the blinking red light. And it'll just flash the image on the screen. And no matter what you do, it won't stop doing that. I know how to fix that. If you order online, you can replace that part that when you put the cartridge in, the cartridge connects to. That is where the problem is. It, it As the dust builds up over the years, you can't get it clean no matter how much you blow into it. So you have to exactly. replace that. You buy a gold one for 10 bucks off you know, Amazon. And then you just pop open the Nintendo and you just unscrew that and then... Clip the plug back into it and put the new one in, and you'll have a working Nintendo for ten bucks. Which, which
2: one do get two two Q-tips and dip? You put like a, a isopropyl uh, alcohol
0: but on if, it and wipe it on there. Eventually, on their... yeah. Eventually, that won't work anymore. Uh, especially, you know, if you're using the the. Um, the Nine Q-tips that that shed. So, yeah. you, you know, the, replacing it with the gold one will get you years and years. I, I did that with one of my Nintendos, and it still works fine. Oh, you know what else I have, Lamone? I have a Virtual Boy. Oh, no. Yeah, nobody nobody ever wants to play a Virtual Boy. Like, I bring that out, like, when people come over the house, I'm like, who wants to try Virtual Boy? And everybody, like, sticks their face in it, and they're like, no, 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 not for me. Because there was that black and red sie- seizure-inducing, um, you know, virtual yeah, reality. Yeah. yeah,
2: but you... Maybe it might be because a lot of times people won't play. Maybe it might need a little um, Lysol to clean it up. Maybe the aroma or the odor, odor frisk things. People say, no, I don't want to play that. These might smell bad. You know what I mean? That could be the case. There's plenty of things I didn't touch but it smell bad. These look good on the outside, but it smells horrible on the inside or near the inside. Like so I wasn't going there. Plenty of things. You pick where you want to go. From. Just leaving that out,
0: out okay. there. Just tossing so, it out there. L- Lamone, let me let me re- reel you in a little bit here. Uh, Derek wants to know if the game you were thinking of was Moto Rotor.
2: Moto? No, I don't think some of the games they were like jumping around. And the game bug is like jumping around.
0: I don't know. I just read what's on Twitter.
2: I couldn't. I couldn't smell you. I'm mean, gonna I couldn't tell you. I don't know. I'd have to. Oh, uh, I don't know. I, I I don't know. I couldn't. I don't want to say yes. Then or is the a bumping like the bumping the. Bumping game was that like a not bumping grind, but was that video game? Uh, the bumping the the doom buggies and whatnot. Oh, what is that? Oh, I'm tripping. Was that buggy bump or something like that? Maybe, maybe some.
0: I don't know. Might have been something well, like that. Do you remember RC Pro Am? Yes, I do. That one was that one was very difficult for me to master. All right, well we're gonna we're gonna have to let you go, Lamon. We have another call coming in, so Oh, 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 oh let me tell you, alright well, you've co-hosted times, for the past half hour.
2: <laughs> yeah, there's a few times that I I've like. Like, for instance, doing concerts or 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 like uh like Garth Brooks, for instance. I did that a few times. But also uh, doing like movie theaters, movies. I was like, that a boy, Looper. Yeah, <laughs> there you go, yeah. What are you talking about? They, I remember one time doing that. Ladies thought Luther Vandross was going to walk through the door. I <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my God. I'm like, well, no, they thought Luther. you were
0: ordering the Luther sandwich, the cheeseburger between uh, two Krispy Kreme donuts. Mmm, delicious. All we right, we're right,
2: we're going gonna... to... The, don- the bacon, the donuts, the do- bacon donuts that Duncan had for a while. Uh, dun-
0: yeah, we they brought some into the station here. I, I wasn't that impressed.
2: When you guys come out, we're gonna go to that uh, the um to the Heart Attack Grill. They got the bacon bacon milkshakes. Sounds like we'll try. Like
0: All right. Well, have a good night. Take it easy.
3: Okay.
0: One last right. thing. No, no, I got I, I gotta go. I have another call on the line. He's just gonna keep going, so I gotta drop him off. <laughs> We love you, Lamone, but we have to uh, take this other call. We don't want to make them wait all night. Good evening. You're next on Spooky South Coast. Hello.
3: Well, if Lamone is our co-host, shouldn't I be in by now?
0: Well, we got, we got 20 minutes, 20, <laughs> 25 minutes left, so we can oh, give you pretty geez. much equal time to what we gave well, him.
3: I can probably give you five at the most, but it's funny because you're talking about uh, S- Super Nintendo and Nintendo, and I'm like, it's ironic that recently I like, opened up some boxes and we found the Nintendo and we've been going through the old games. I'm going to contact you about that product because we've been having the, the red uh, button of death lately on some of the old games.
0: Yeah, you should still be able to to, to get them. Let me just look real quick. Uh, Nintendo replacement. Oh, Let me see if I can find the exact name of sure. the piece. Well, it's
3: funny because we have the it's, game genie, mm-hmm. and the game genie's been working perfectly with some of the games, but when you put in some of the games, period, they're just
0: you're so, really
3: gonna wiggle things around.
0: It's the seventy two pin connector. Okay. And I'm looking at one right here on Amazon that is selling for eleven ninety nine. Excuse me.
3: Okay, So I'll definitely have to look that
0: up. It looks like with this one you are replacing uh, a bigger... No, it looks like it might just be the piece. Um, But yeah, that should be able to do it for you to be able to fix it. Also, don't sleep on the emulators. I mean, I know it's not exactly, you know, quote-unquote legal, but... You know, you can start putting these emulators on your TV now and have every game, as opposed to you know getting the system and then having to go out because some of the games that you want to go and get and play again, you wouldn't believe the prices that they're selling for online. I bought. Oh
3: no, there's um, there's a game that I played on Super Nintendo from '93. It was called Shadowrun. Mm Mhm. And I remember the game back in the day. It was like thirty-five dollars. It's still going for like two, three, four hundred dollars
0: nowadays. And some of the games that are out there, uh, you know, that are are being driven up in price, you know, like v- you're not going to be able to get those uh, when they put them available on these newer systems. You know how the newer systems they have like the classic library they can download them. You know yeah. some some of them they don't have the the licensing deals to be able to put them on these new next gen systems. So it's only going to drive up the price of those cartridges even more. Uh, one one of the games that um, that I wanted to track down was for Nintendo 64, Conker's Bad Fur Day, which I don't know if you ever played that. I can remember. It. Yep. It was a squirrel, and it was like this bad day that he was having. But the game, it, like, there was a whole part where it was like uh, a parody of the Matrix, and the squirrel like said bad words. So, you know, I remember renting it uh, and then I got super into it. So I went out and bought it and then I don't know what happened to the cartridge. And so I was looking for a new one and I was like, why is the price so high on this? And I was like, well, it's on the emulator. I'll just try it on the emulator. And the emulator copy, everyone that I found, none of them worked right. So I was like, well, that's probably why the cartridge price is driving up so much. You know, so it's kind of weird, but uh, I can tell you that there's a big difference between You know, being able to just, it's almost like uh, my revenge on not being the rich kid when I was, you know, 10, 11, 12 years old. Where, oh, I couldn't have all those Nintendo games. Now I do. Now I can play any NES game that I want. So I think there's a little bit of that in the back of my mind when I'm playing the emulators.
3: It's totally understandable. You know, it's funny. Back in the day, I don't think I ever revealed this, but I actually worked at a video store for four years. Oh. And Conqueror's Bad Fur Day was one of the most stolen games out of our video store chain. I believe it, and I—I I don't doubt it.
0: I mean, I remember going to the local video store and you know trying to get Golden Eye. Was never in. Uh, was the Star Wars one? Shadow of the Empire. Never in. You know these these were games. So. I wanted a Nintendo. This is just turning into my own personal video game stories, but (laughs) so I wanted this this Nintendo 64 when it came out Uh, because you know the fact that there was a Mario game out and I didn't have it. It was, you know, it was it was making me anxious to know that I didn't have this thing. So and at the time the system was like 200 bucks and the games were like 80 bucks each and I couldn't justify that much money. I was a college kid, Um, and so. I was working in a restaurant and one of the other cooks needed the week off. And he's like, I need you to work for me all next week. And that would have meant I would have had like, you know, 14 days in a row that I would have had to work without a day off. And I was like, uh, mm-hmm. he goes, not only will you make all the money for working for me, I'll give you an extra $400 on top of that. Oh. And I was mm-hmm. like, cause it would have been, you know, a hundred dollars for every extra day I had to pick up or whatever. And I was like, okay, yeah. All right. Yeah, I'll do it. So he gave me all that money in advance, the, the $400, and I was like, called up my brother and I was like, hey, when I get home, because I was still living at home, I was like, when I get home, we're going to the mall and we're going to get Nintendo 64 and Mario 64. And he's like, oh, really? He was like, I don't know, 10, something like that. I was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, be ready. Be outside the house when I pull up. So I pull up, I'm driving a Trans Am at the time, an 82 Trans Am, oh, <laughs> and my brother gets into the car. We live in this portion of Wareham where you could go down these dirt roads and it would take you to Plymouth. Yep. But they were really bad yeah. dirt roads. Now it's a nice neighborhood now that's all been built up. But back then it was like really bad. Some of the roads would flood out and it was very ruddy and it was it was just terrible. So we're taking my Trans Am and it's 845 and the mall closes at 9. So we're trying to get to the mall before it closes and my trans am flying down this road and we ended up pulling into the Kingston Mall at like 8.54 or something. And so we go running into to KB Toys because I called to see who had a system and KB Toys had one. So we go running into KB Toys like right as they're closing, like 8.58. And they're like, yeah, yeah, we'll sell you one. And so I bought the system and yeah. I was like, okay. And I need Mario 64. And they're like, we don't have Mario 64. I was like, what? No, we just have the system. We don't have Mario 64. You can buy a different game. I go, no, I want Mario 64. So then I ran over to the Toys R Us next door to the Kingston Mall because they were open until 9.30, <laughs> and I got a Mario 64 there. <laughs> and then we went back. We flew back as fast as we could in the Trans Am again down the dirt roads, and we just stayed up all night. Playing playing the Nintendo 64. My brother ended up not sleeping before he had to go to school the next day.
3: Oh wow, that's amazing.
0: So and I've never I've never tried to take a Trans Am down that road again. I, I later on lived you know in that same area and had another Trans Am, and I was like I'm not taking it down that road. I know what happens. <laughs>
3: well, when the N64 first came out, it was one of the first Nintendo systems that did not release. Um, a system with a game like you actually had to go out and buy games for it because i remember when we used to rent them at the video store people would get mad when we sold the systems to them that it didn't have a game with it and then they'd have to pay another uh 65 to 100 dollars for a game
0: right yeah And, and and yeah they were not cheap i remember when doom came out i didn't know anything about doom i didn't know anything about the computer game uh, you know, it wasn't like you had the internet and you were like reading up on what games are coming out. I just saw that it was, you know, being announced at Strawberries in Dartmouth. <laughs> There's a throwback oh, that it was coming out on a certain day. And I said to the kid, I was like, what's Doom? He's like, oh, it's the best game ever. Yeah, you're going to want to come and get it. Like, it's amazing, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, okay. So I showed up on the day that it was released and it was $90 for the game. And I took it home, popped it in, and it was like, "Oh no, it's a first-person shooter! I can't play these things." <laughs> I, <laughs> well, it's a Wolfenstein
1: base. Yeah, it's it's it, then, it was uh, the next generation. The words of them. out of my mouth. Yep.
0: And I, and I never 2 played is those. Better. For me, like the computer games that I played was like Police Quest, Space Quest, like those Sierra games. Like that's what I yeah. had been playing. I I never got into the into the stuff like that. And and then. Mm. I remember going down into the computer lab at UMass Dartmouth in the basement of the library, and you would see people, like, sneaking, playing the game. And I was like, what are you doing? What are you playing? Like, oh, this is this is Doom. I was like, I bought the game. I, I've never seen that. Like, well, you got to make it pretty far. I was like, well, I don't know if I'm ever going to make it that far.
3: Well, I won't say anything, but I don't want to incriminate anybody from back in the day. But, you know, we may or may not have put... Doom 2 on some computers at a certain Catholic school that I went to. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Nothing
0: wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. No, but,
3: you know, DOS was a hell of a system.
0: Well, I got, so when, when so that would have been, what, like 97, 98, and then Dreamcast came out. And everybody went nuts for Dreamcast My friend used to bring it over my house So we could play Crazy Taxi Uh, And then When Playstation came out I went out and I got a Playstation And I was looking for a game to get And I'm like what should I get What's good to play And I got The Die Hard game Which was actually pretty good I, I mean I enjoyed it And then I got I forget what else I picked up In those early days, I think I got Nightmare Creatures, which was a hell of a game. Um, And I still would recommend it to anybody. But then a friend of mine worked at a freight place. And he says to me, do you want to buy some video games? And I said, sure, what do you got? And he had like all of these PlayStation games like um, uh, like the Mortal Kombat Sub-Zero game. Um, oh, there was a game like treasures of the deep or something like that, where you were like a scuba diver, um, Abe's, uh, uh Odyssey, Abe, um, Oddworld, Oddworld, yeah. Yeah, Oddworld yeah. Which which was a great game. Like he had all these games and I'm like, where did you get all these from? Cause they're still wrapped in the package. And he goes, don't worry about it. He's like, any game you want 20 bucks. So I bought like 10 games from him. And then he's like, all right, I'll let you know when I have more games. And he was he was opening up the cases as they were coming in, with the video games and just grabbing one or two out of the case, so that instead of having a hundred games in the case when it arrived, it had ninety eight. And he got away with this for quite a while. We got all the latest games when they were coming out, and uh, I just it was so much fun. Like uh, I'm sure I'm receiving stolen property. I'm 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 uh, breaking L- the law. Literally fell but- off the back of a truck. Yeah, uh, I I don't know how he acquired them, officer. I just know that uh he was selling the, them for the twenty way bucks. Of things. Yeah, and, and I remember, you know, one year for Christmas my girlfriend bought me a whole bunch of video games from him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it was like, Oh, this is great. So yeah, it do was remember, it was cool. Do I remember Funko Land? Oh yeah, and the the game that I insisted on getting from them that like I was like, You call me the minute you get one of these in Super Mario All Stars.
3: Yes. I opened up a box, and found that. That game? Yes.
0: That was the great, that was the it. single greatest cart I ever bought. I think.
1: <sighs> I had it.
0: That's why Super I
3: have to N- attest that Super Nintendo was probably the best system out of all of
1: them. I was going to say, That's just my opinion. I, I enjoyed the Super Nintendo. One of my favorites was
0: uh, Torok. Yeah. Yep, yeah, that was a great. I had all the star. I had those the. Um, Kill I had Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi on Super Nintendo. Uh, the w- One of the um, uh, games that I loved on, what's this, GameCube. I went to a yard sale one time, and they had, sitting there for a dollar, the Sonic the Hedgehog collection. I was like, what's this? I didn't know that they had Sonic for Nintendo. And it was every game... That they had made for Sonic on Sega Genesis on one disc for GameCube. So that was a great find for a dollar. And then inside that case, they had a Legend of Zelda disc that was like a promo for whatever the GameCube Zelda game was that was coming out. But on that disc, it had all of the Zelda games that had been released up to that point. And a trial of the new one that was coming out for GameCube. But still, I mean, what was out at that time? What would have come out for... So it would have been, you know, Zelda 1 and 2 for regular Nintendo. Uh, what came out on N64? Uh, uh, a core of Time, I think. Yep. Ocarina uh, of
3: Time, something like that.
0: Yeah, Ocarina of Time, I think. Yes. And so, like, in, in, was the Majora's Mask one, was that an N64? I don't know. Uh, I think that was GameCube. Actually. So that might have been the one that was like the the sample, but I was like yeah. I paid a dollar for all the Sonic games and I found all the Zelda games inside it. Like this is this is the best dollar I've ever spent. And uh and well, I still so happy. Well, GameCube
3: was the mini
0: discs. Right. The the uh the GameCube deserved a little bit better than it got. Uh I think the problem is is like they then the same thing happened with the DS too. Where they just started getting like too many kid games, so people didn't take the system seriously.
3: Well, it was like the Wii. You know, you're you're playing um, Wii like fitness and Wii. You know, they had like a ba- a game called Build a Blocks, which was fun, but it was clearly for kids.
0: So, I went out when 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 my son was little and he had a DS, and he wanted all these games. And I was like I can't afford to buy all these games at 40 bucks a piece. I discovered something called the R4. Actually, I didn't discover it. Matt Costa did. But he discovered the R4. Did you ever have an R4? I did not. Do you know what it is?
3: I've, I've actually I don't.
0: So it was it was like a little dummy DS game that had a slot in it for a memory card. And you would download games off the internet and put them on the little memory card, and then put it into this little R4 card, and then you would put that into the DS system, and you could get any game that you wanted. So That's amazing! It, my, and my son was, you know, constantly playing his DS with it, and then one day, like, he broke it, and the memory card wouldn't stay in or something, and he was like freaking out because he broke it. I was like, well, just it's twenty bucks. We'll just order another one. Like, it's not that big of a deal. But it was just like. It was so good because we got around having, again, not legal, but we got around having to buy so many of those those little DS games that he would have wanted to play and then grown out of, or you know that just weren't that good. So it was um, it was certainly a great time when you could have these little hacks. Yeah, and, and- it's still
3: good though that you can I, like the mod the modulations are great, but nothing beats the original systems. The one thing that I found that stinks about the original systems as if you try to play like Hogan's Alley or Duck Hunt on a TV nowadays the um the gun was not you know the zapper was not made to recognize NHD
0: TV or a plasma right TV. they're for cathode ray yeah. cathode ray tube TVs
3: and exactly so like you almost have to go back and buy a TV just to play those games i mean if you don't want to use the zapper that's fine you can still use one of the other games on the Regular TV, it's just that's, that's a that's an idiosyncrasy that I guess we didn't pick up on in the eighties.
0: Well, the great thing about having a system now, though, is you can get all the peripherals pretty cheap. So you can get the Super Scope Six, you can get the Power Glove, even uh, you can get. Although I tried getting a Power Glove, it won't fit on my arm. Um, you can get uh, y- you know even the um, so here's an obscure thing. I think everybody had the NES max, the NES advantage, those little extra controllers. A lot of people had the power pad because they bought the, the system that came with track and field and had the power pad, but there was, there was also LJN games, Mm -hmm. which they put out the back to the future game, the, the Friday, the 13th game and a couple others. They had what was called the LJN rock and roller, which I'm still, which was like, you kind of stood on it like a skateboard kind of thing. And I'm still trying to find one of those. And the one peripheral that I've wanted to have my whole life, and I've never been able to... I've found them, but I don't want to pay what they're asking for them. I want a working Rob system.
3: Oh, God. Robby the Robot, Rob, the Rob system. Robbie the
0: Robot. I want one of those. I, I i don't even need the Gyromite game with it. Like, I don't even need to play Gyromite. I just want to have the robot be able to plug it in and have it move. That was, like, the ultimate... Like, if you went over to your friend's house and they had Rob... You were like, "Oh, you 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 got the you got the deluxe system." Like, well, we didn't get that. We we didn't get that one. You got the deluxe system, and nobody ever played Gyromite. Nobody knew what that nope. robot was even was for. Watching. That was the one thing I always wanted, and the other thing that I always wanted, and maybe maybe Kojo's Toy World in New Bedford will get one in. I don't know if you've been to Kojo's yet, but Rossi will blow an entire paycheck at this place. Damn, it's like wow. all Toy the ball. all the toys of of your of your youth. But I've always wanted the original Cats Layer from ThunderCats. Oh damn. Because the eyes of the th- of the cat at the top of the th- of the of the Cats Layer, when you looked into it, it was a video game built into it. And now it's a little yeah. it's a video game on on par with those little handheld uh, games yeah. that used to come out in the Remember those little video games yeah, where it was like were, just a printed screen? Yes, yes. And it was it was basically like one of those games. Oh, the Batman game for that though. I still remember that so much. Oh jeez. And you can download emulators of all of those too. Oh, that's crazy. And the Nintendo Game and Watch games. Wow. So I feel like we just did
3: an entire spooky south coast that like has been covered by ten years of the Anger video game nerd, but yeah. <laughs>
0: Right, like there's a lot of people that didn't listen to this whole episode, but the ones that did truly appreciated it.
3: Yeah. Exactly. And you know, Angry Video Game Nerd actually did an entire episode on Back to the Future 1, 2, and 3. Definitely worth checking out.
0: Now, the, 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 the first game I was super familiar with, 2 and 3 I didn't get until later, and like those blew my mind how different they were from the original game, but it's like they learned their lesson of how crappy that first game was. Yeah, that's for sure. And I'll never forget the music of it. <laughs> like they did, they did have like a a weird version of Johnny Be Good from when he was playing in the in the, at the dance at the end of the game, but like the rest of the time they're like we can't license Huey Lewis in the news or you know the actual soundtrack uh the actual score so we're just going to put in the most annoying grating repeating song over and over again so well,
3: I'm not going to lie I still listen to the Castlevania the first Castlevania soundtrack
0: well that had a great soundtrack
3: of course it was i mean it's eight bit wonder
0: and and many many games did a great job with you know that eight bit ability, but others they just totally cheaped out, like Back to the Future. Back to the
3: Future. Can I you would do actually. A I, plug? Sure. So, um, August thirtieth at Rasputin's Tavern on Fairhaven, down in the near neck of the woods. Oh yeah, we have a Monday night show. Um, we have four bands playing. We have um, Exsanguination from. The South Shore. We have Merricks from Taunton. We have Deciphering the Algorithm from, I think actually from Rhode Island. And we have my namesake, Branch Davidian, from the South Shore headlining. Um, and it's going to be at Rasputin's Tavern in Fairhaven, yet again. Um, it's a 21 plus show, and it's $5 at the door, and it begins at 7 p.m.
0: All right. And what's the date again? One more time?
3: August um thirtieth, and it's a Monday.
0: Alright. So wait, so you all have to get up and go to work the next day?
3: Hey, it's a life of a rock star, right? <laughs> or a late night talk show host.
0: Oh, I know the feeling. Well, hey, maybe if uh maybe if I don't have a show that night, maybe I'll pop over. Although I don't know any of that music, but I'll I'll still enjoy listening to it.
3: Hey, maybe Matt Costa will come. But I would I think this is more in line with Ken of uh of of uh of Moniz, but.
1: Oh me? No. I've <laughs> never you
3: know, maybe if we come off the island.
1: Uh, I I may be coaxed too. I love live music, so.
0: Hey, it's in Fairhaven. Yeah. Yeah. It's Five a great, great down little the road. spot. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Well, thanks, us We're out of time. Uh no problem. We will uh we will hopefully if we don't see you then, we'll hopefully see you soon. Definitely. Take care. Right. Have a good night. And that'll about do it for tonight's edition of the show. Thanks for indulging us as we went through our um Video game memories. Uh, Moniz is wondering why we never got into talking about Pong or Space Command, uh, but uh, asteroids. Uh, what was that? Space Command was the one that they used to play on the computers at MIT and Harvard, right? Like yep. that little, yeah. So you can still you can still get that for yourself. All right, that'll do it for tonight's show. Until next time, everybody out there, stay spooktacular.